Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So yeah, now we're getting serious again because this really is a serious topic, especially considering how important it is, and once again saving lives, and that is around organ donation. Um, Samantha Nichols, who is the executive director for the Organ Donor Foundation, um, is on the line um, because August was Organ Donor Month. Um, and I think it just fits in perfectly with what we've been discussing. So Samantha, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me to the show, Nikki. I really appreciate it. You know, we are pretty passionate about it. We've spoken about it. And, you know, it does get a little bit controversial within the Jewish community. We've had rabbis on the show before about when is it okay to donate when an organ, because, of course, to save a life um, is a huge mitzvah. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big honor to be able to save someone's life. But there are um, lots of laws, and that's not what I'm going to be talking to you about, Samantha. Um, mm. But I, I suppose what I want to highlight here is that if you do sign up to become an organ donor it it can you you can donate while and this just sounds awful saying it but while you are still alive am i correct yes you can still be an organ donor or you can be an organ donor while you're alive so your kidneys generally you can you've got two kidneys some people were born with three kidneys and um, you can donate one kidney and still live a normal life obviously you'd need to undergo a series of tests to see that you're healthy enough fit enough emotionally uh, um, um, as well as physically healthy and the process if it's non-related to say it's a friend to another friend would need to be approved by the department of health um, so this whole process in place but yes you can live an absolutely normal life my colleague um, used to donate to his son when his son was two years old and living absolutely normal life you can also donate a part of your liver but generally they they do that between relatives so it'll be from a parent to a child they take a part of your liver a lobe and it regenerates. It's a little bit more risky. Um, they have done from adult to ad- adult. They'll take almost 60% of the liver um, and, and use it for the recipients. But that can be done. Generally, that's not done outside of circle of sort of relatives, et cetera, at this stage. Uh, very rarely done. Um, but kidney, yes, very common procedure done almost every week in some of the hospitals um, in the country um, as long as the process is approved. Incredible. But there's more, there's more, there's more. Um, I've read about um, if you have a hip replacement, I've read about if you have, um, if you go in for um, a breast reduction or something like that, the tissue can be used as well. Please expand because I I think this is an important discussion, right? Yeah, so we, so generally, I think people think about organ donation. It's organ as in heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, pancreas. So you've got five solid organs you can donate, and uh, you can save up to seven lives because potentially they could use either one or both parts of the lungs, two kidneys, even the liver. They've split from one adult to two children um, from from a cadaver donor, but also tissue. So people don't know that you can donate your skin, your bone, your corneas, and your heart valves. Um, as you've mentioned, hip replacements, etc. There's so many ways they can use tissue, uh, bone. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be able to explain it, you know, in its entirety. But you can improve the yeah. quality of life of up to 50 people with your with your bone and tissue. So it's a huge amount of people um, that can be helped improving the quality of life. Skin is life saving. 
skin sounds awful. It's not done while you're alive, but skin is a thin layer that they remove from the back of the buttocks, as an example. Very thin. Think of a sunburn peel. That's how thin the layer is, not, not disfiguring the body in any way. And that is used almost like a gauze to replace so someone that's been very badly burnt. It tons of shack fires and, and kids that are very badly burnt and adults. Um, and it's like a gauze that covers their um, in, uh, area of where it was burnt. And then it helps the skin to regenerate and grow again and then they remove it. So it doesn't replace the existing skin. It's almost to heal. So skin is life-saving. So yes, many ways that skin organs, tissue, bone, et cetera, can be used. Listen, this is such an uncomfortable conversation. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it can be, right? Because, I mean, you're talking about um, someone who's passing and then um, yes. harvesting their organs. And, I mean, this is what you do, but this is this is reality. And, and there are yes. many people out there who are desperate for organs. If they don't have the transplant, they, they you know, chances are they won't make it. And so that's why we have to have this, what can be a very uncomfortable conversation. Um, yes. It's really, really necessary, and especially when you talk about, you know, taking the skin and that it's not disfiguring. And, it's, you know, I, I feel myself squirming in my chair, but it's, it's <laughs> you know, there are people who are burnt. And, and if they have a skin graft, this is going to help them heal. And, yeah. you know, I, I just I just want to be able to really discuss it in, in a most comfortable way so that people start to realize that um, this is something that they really should be considering. And as I said, we're not going to look at halakhic. Or, or religious, religion-wise, we we have discussed that. Um, but certainly, if 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 you want to um, consider looking at uh, becoming an organ donor, I know um, that uh, there's a way to register, and I know also that apparently you have to tell um, you have to tell people about it. It's not just a, a matter of registering, Samantha. Am I correct? Um, if you do That's register. So how it works in South Africa is, um, and actually many countries, even countries that you opt out of being an organ donor, you see countries like um, Spain, where you're actually born an organ donor, and you have to opt out um, of the system. Even in those countries, they still, as a courtesy, speak to the family. Um, so in South Africa, what happens is, you know, if there is an organ donor, um, they would then speak to the next of kin and get their consent at the time of death. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and then maybe you can just give us um, some contact details. So please stay with us. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. I have Samantha Nichols on the show. She's the executive director for the Organ Donor Foundation. We are having that discussion. We are, we are, you know, scarily. COVID had a huge impact on organ donation. The number of transplants performed dramatically decreased. And as a result, many patients waiting for a transplant died. Um, all um, live-related re donations stopped. And there have been more than a 50% reduction of deceased donors since the COVID-19 outbreak. So the reality is that this equates to a 75% compounded reduction. And that's pretty scary. So yeah, Samantha, for those who are interested, um, how do they go about doing it? We, we heard that, you know, if you're going to be donating blood and stem cells, it's all different. But this we're looking at um, organ donation. How do they register? And what is the process like? Okay, great. So just to let you know, with, with organ donation, organ addition donation, 
Um, signing up as an organ donor is only showing your intention. You need to discuss it with your family. Um, we So you go to our website, it's odf.org.za or toll-free number 0800-226611. We then have a call center agent that will contact you. The, the form itself is extremely short. It probably takes 30 seconds of your time to fill it in. And then one of our call center agents would phone, get the rest of your next of kin information and a few other details. And then from there, send you your electronic pack. Um, we used to send out lovely postal packs, but unfortunately with the postal services, a lot of the packs weren't being delivered and it was quite costly for, for us as a nonprofit. One thing I would like to mention is there's no cost involved. There's no age restriction or limit. Or if you have a chronic illness, sign up because doctors will determine if organs and tissue can be used at the time of your death. So if you're not sure, you can contact us or just sign up anywhere because all the relevant tests will be done then. There's no test now while you're still alive. It's a simple process. Go to the website, sign up, talk to your family, um, read through the information brochure. And that's all you actually need to do. Okay, fantastic, Samantha. Thank you so much. And um, thank you for coming onto the show. It's been lovely having you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it and have a wonderful day. Thanks, and you too. Bye-bye. So, wow, there we have it, right? Okay, so this is how you do it. Um, if you want to register, just as, as Samantha said, just a few minutes, go to www.odf.org.za um, or you can refer, uh, call the toll-free number 0800-226611 or you can go to the Facebook page or scanning a QR code or filling out the registration form um, on the back of their brochures. And just, you know, if you register and remember that it doesn't mean because you signed up that automatically you are donor. It's very important that loved ones, um, that's your next of kin, um, that it's communicated because um, no organs will be harvested unless the next of kin have been notified and they have agreed.